Thanks for listening to the Woodward Podcast Network. Check out more shows by searching for us on Spreaker or wherever you catch your podcasts. The Woodward Podcast Network with Krupka Dental Associates. Hello, this is Dr. John Krupka from Krupka Dental. We now have the Soleil Laser. You can have your fillings done without needles nor drills. We are a full-service dental office and always accepting new patients. To learn more about me and my friendly team, visit KrupkaDental.com. And hello to you all on a good Friday afternoon. I'm Haley Tenpass. You're listening to Focus Fox Valley. And Rob Zimmer, of course, joins me for Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. And uh, the seasons change. How quickly right. they do. In a day. In a day. It's winter all of a sudden. Beautiful, though. We were just looking at the yeah, light out there. It's and gorgeous. Looks like winter. Yeah. I was just up at High Cliff for a couple hours this afternoon. It was just beautiful up there. Check out the pictures on my Facebook page at Rob Zimmer Outdoors. A reminder to you all that once again, our Settlers Bank phone lines wide open for you, 281-1150 in Appleton. If you're outside the area, you can use our TDS Metrocom toll-free line, 1-866-887-1150. Would love to hear from you on maybe what you saw out your, out your window yeah. with the snow today. Yes. So tell us what you saw in your yard or at your bird feeder. Um, I, was, I just posted on my Facebook page, I saw tons of robins up at High Cliff. So I want people, if you're listening... Uh, make sure you have some suet out there with fruit pieces in it, some raisins, some grapes, some cut-up fruit or melon, whatever you have, some mealworms. Stop at the, one of the bird feed stores in our area and get some mealworms. Um, just get some food out there for the robins because there's a lot of them still out there. Yeah. Thankfully, a lot of the crab apples and, and grapes still have berries on them, so they're finding food out there. But uh, just in case, it's going to be cold for the next couple nights, so uh, get them some extra energy out there and, and some fresh water, too, if you have a heated bird bath or, or just keep your water what about uh, our pumpkins? Because I still yeah. got, I've got pumpkins on my porch still, and they, they, they look might. weird. They look strange <laughs> with the snow on them. That's what that's what I think. I've seen red winged blackbirds eat pumpkins. I've seen you know squirrels and chipmunks will eat them too. But try it. Slice them up and just set them out there. Cut them into small pieces and set them out there. Because if there's enough of the, because uh, they'll eat watermelon rinds and melon rinds, so I'm sure they'll probably eat the pumpkins too. If, if they're starving, they'll eat anything. Yeah. But that's a good idea. Yeah. I, they, the pumpkins just look wrong on my porch right now yeah. with snow on snow on them. So yeah. I'm gonna get rid of them. I think. <laughs> yeah. Cut them. <laughs> Chop them up for the birds. You can still use them too. Remember, we talked last week about some yes. of the recipes you can make with the pumpkin, um, uh, the flesh that's still in there. So we'll have to yeah. see. And I'll, I'll, another thing I, I saw when I was up at High Cliff just before, uh, several flocks of tundra swans flew over. So the tundra swans are migrating today. So I, uh, I posted on my Facebook page again. Um, tonight, usually, usually tundra swans migrate at night. So I think after dark tonight will probably be a good night to just. Kind of be outside and listening for tundra swans. Take your dog for a walk or go for a walk after dark, uh, after the, the rush hour traffic has gone through, and just kind of listen because I think the swans are going to be migrating through pretty good. The, the winds kind of switch to the uh, the northwest and the west, which kind of brings them in, and uh, they're going, again, east to or west to east across Wisconsin, and there were quite a few this, this afternoon out there, mm. and they have an amazing sound. So uh, listen for the swans tonight. So I will. Cool. Yeah. So talking about birds this afternoon, um, you have a couple of bird topics I, you were mentioning I to do. me earlier. I do. Uh, the first one, should we just jump, jump right into it? Yeah, why not? All right. I, I want to talk first about bald eagles. Uh, as you've heard on the show before in, in past years, every November through March, uh, volunteers throughout our area do um, bald eagle monitoring every second Saturday of the month. Uh, from a half hour before sunrise to a half hour after sunrise, I believe. And they're all going to be out there tomorrow. Um, mo uh, monitoring the Fox River for bald eagles. So um, there's going to be people from Oshkosh all the way up through, I believe, Wrightstown. 
the volunteers will be out there listening, uh, watching for bald eagles flying up the river as they come out of their roost and, and go uh, station themselves along the river to feed. So they're looking for any signs of eagles. What they do, they do a lot of technical reporting on those uh, monitor forms. They look for the age of the eagle, which direction it's traveling, what it's doing. You know, is it sparring with another eagle? Is it just flying through? Is it perched? Whatever. Um, and they're going to be watching, uh, doing the first uh, monitoring tomorrow. So hopefully I'll get a couple of those eagle monitors to call in. My friend Cindy, who usually does it, she's out in Massachusetts, or Maryland today, and she said she's going to be listening. So hi, Cindy. If you're there. <laughs> yeah, so she's going to be, she will, she'll miss the first monitoring, and she usually does that in combined locks at one of the sta- uh, spots there along the river. But they're going to be out tomorrow. Uh, first thing in the morning, so hopefully we'll get some of those eagle monitors to call in. And the eagles have have started to arrive back. There's lots of bald eagles along the Fox River right now and, and some of the other rivers too, like the Wolf River and up by Shayokton. But um, the Fox River is where they focus their, their counting because so many congregate there. And that will go on November, December, January, February, and March. I was going to ask, what is the state of bald eagles in northeast Wisconsin yeah. or Wisconsin as a whole? Pretty good. Yeah, the, the population has been going up, up, up. Uh, for the last several years. I remember last year was a really good year. If you remember back a year ago, um, if you're on my Facebook page, I had pictures of 80 of them in one tree in Jefferson Park in Menasha. So uh, that was pretty cool to see that. So we'll have to see how this winter plays out. Um, You know, they congregate along the river here when all the other lakes and rivers tend to freeze up. So the more ice we have, the better actually for the eagles because they're more concentrated, or actually for us to see the eagles because they're more concentrated when the river is frozen. Right now it's not frozen, but um, there's still some out there. They're just beautiful, beautiful animals. They are, yeah. I've had an opportunity. I saw one today at High Cliff too. Did you really? Yep. yep. When I uh, lived in Rhinelander, I had one um, swoop right in front of my car once when I was driving. It, It was the coolest thing mm. to experience. Luckily, I was, you know, not going very fast and yeah, no, no, no accident, obviously, but it was just the most cool thing to see that yeah. eagle just swoop down. Maybe he found a deer carcass or something. Something. I think it was road. dinner time, yeah. uh, it, it seemed. But I've yeah. also uh, been able to um, visit them at some bird rehabilitation spots. Oh, yes. Did, did some stories yeah. up there and yeah. seeing a bird like that up close is just they're big they're they're big they're they really yeah. are yeah um but just beautiful so yeah if you've seen a bald eagle lately give us a call and tell us yeah, about it any, any kind of birds you're watching uh, give us a call especially at your feeder what are you seeing at your feeder right now i know a lot of people are reporting nut hatches um there's some brown creepers out there uh there's even um the uh, a rufous hummingbird is still coming if you heard me on the show a couple weeks ago we talked about the rufous hummingbird which is uh, really not found in wisconsin uh, we have the ruby-throated hummingbird, but every fall, one or two of these what are called rufous hummingbirds kind of migrates, uh, not really migrates, but kind of just drifts um, east from the mountain states. And there's been one in Fond du Lac for the past two weeks now, and it's still there as of as of yesterday. It's still there, so I haven't seen anything today. But that's a really cool orange hummingbird. Look it up if you if you're on a if you're listening from work or something. Go on Google and look up rufous hummingbird, and they're just beautiful. Um, yeah, so lots, and I'll save some of the other bird stuff for later, too, because I also want to talk about snowy owls. The snowy mm-hmm. owls are back. The first ones have been spotted in the state. So I'll tell you my top 10 list today is going to be top 10 places to see snowy owls. So give us some uh, suggestions where to look for them. But, yeah, the first ones we're seeing this week, there's been one in Green Bay. 
uh, by the airport up there. Uh, one that's been very uh, frequently seen this week has been down in Sheboygan at the marina. So, so Sheboygan right now is a hot spot to go to to see snowy owls. So, And there's been one further south down in Jefferson County uh, that's also been spotted and then one up by Ashland. So they're, they're up to, I think, five for the year so far, which is actually low. You know, a lot of people say, oh, it's too early. No, it's not too early. It's actually um, kind of a low number for this time of year. Last year I saw my first one back in October. So... Well, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, We'll be back with more with Rob and uh, more of Outdoors with Rob Zimmer up next on WHBY. Stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. 420 on your Friday afternoon. Hello, everyone. Haley Tenpass and Rob Zimmer with Rob Zimmer Outdoors talking about birds this afternoon. And a reminder that the Settlers Bank phone lines are open 281-1150, the number here. Uh, just missed a caller right before the break. So if you are still listening, give us a call back. We'll get you back on. I just missed your call. So yes, yes. Call back. And thank you to all of you that are stocking up on mealworms. I've got lots of responses on Facebook page with people who are uh, grabbing mealworms and suet. Mary, Mary Pingle says she's been there, done that. Why are they still around anyway? Well, Mary, a lot of the robins stay all winter in our area. You see them a lot down by the Fox River, down below Lawrence and some of the other places. So they're here all winter in a lot of places. But uh, right now, a lot of them are still moving through from the north also. So um, they're feeding on a lot of the berries that are out there. There's still a lot of crab apples. There's buckthorn, unfortunately. Uh, but it is a food source for them, uh, grapes and other things out there. So there's a lot still there. Um, it hasn't really been cold enough for the, uh, or to force them really far south, a lot of them, so there's still a lot around, uh, and there's plenty of food for them. Um, uh, Jen, Jen Fodden said she makes her own suet with peanut butter, raisins, and wild mountain ash berry. That's cool. And she mixes some seeds and some mealworms in, so that's awesome. Uh, and she also has a red-bellied woodpecker who she thinks has moved in. So great. Red-bellied woodpeckers are amazing. That was my um my uh, wildlife wonder of the week last week, I think. Uh, Diane Bichelle, stocked up on mealworms and suet. Also have the heated bird bath plugged in, so the birds have plenty mm-hmm. of fresh water. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Katie Steele, a day, oh, darn, <laughs> I forgot about mealworms. Thanks for the reminder. Uh, Mary says, good thing there's still some berries and apples out there, too. Becky, Becky LaFon still has a crab apple full of little fruits, and Sherry, Sherry Milky picked up two, mil- two bags of mealworms, so. Yeah, get your mealworms, get your suet, uh, fruit pieces, especially the suet. Make it easy for yourself. Buy the little suet cakes that already have, you know, chopped up cherries and grapes and raisins and cranberries in there. Uh, then you're all set and throw that out there and the robins will love you. And mealworms. Mealworms are an amazing uh, source of food for robins. And you could get bluebirds and other uh, birds to come to your feeders for those too. Cedar waxwings will all eat, also eat all of those same foods. So if you're lucky, they, they tend to feed up in the treetops. But if they're really hungry, they may come down to your feeder. It seems like the perfect time of year to make that classic kids uh, craft yes. where you take the pine cone and yep. you spread the peanut butter on it and then you roll, roll it in it. the bird seed. Yep. They'd exactly. love that this time of year. Yeah, or toilet paper rolls. You do the same thing with an oh. old toilet paper roll. Yeah. yeah. Who doesn't that... have a couple toilet paper rolls right. lying around the house? Exactly. Yeah. And throw some fruit in there for the for the robins or some some dried mealworms. Roll the, roll the dried mealworms in the peanut butter. They'd love that. <laughs> it might yeah. not be as fun to make that craft with the mealworms, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, how fun. Right, yeah. It's also, um, I was going to talk about, it's also Winter Weather Awareness Week, too, this week. So uh, lots of stuff going on for Winter Weather Awareness Week. 
if you've been following the news and watching the weather every day, you know you know that they've been talking a lot about that. And, and what a perfect time to celebrate it when we get our first snowfall. So I'll talk more about that um, later on in the show, too. Um, what do you want to do next? Well, we kind of were, we were mentioning the snowy owls before yes. the break. So let's maybe owls, yeah. talk about these beautiful birds. Yes, they are back. So like I said, if you've seen a snowy owl yet this or already this year, give us a call. Um, would love to hear from you if you've been seeing them. They have been back again for the last two weeks or so. I think uh, the, la- the first one was seen about a week ago, a week and a half ago up in Green Bay area. And um, the, the big one, the one that's been getting a lot of attention this week, is the one that's been sitting down in the, in the marina at Sheboygan, so on the north break wall there. It's been uh, well photographed. I see pictures all over Facebook of people who saw that owl. And he's just sitting there out on the rocks doing his thing, you know, looking for um, little voles and mice running around in the rocks and whatever else he can catch. Sometimes they catch minks. Sometimes they'll even catch ducks. I've seen snowy owls catch ducks on the water. Wow. Um, and even geese. They can take a goose if they wanted to, but. Yeah, pigeons. So they're back. Uh, the first ones, anyway. Like I said, the uh, the numbers are kind of low right now compared to past years. So th- they don't really know how the year is going to turn out as far as snowy owl numbers. Um, snowy owls. It, it depends on the year that they're kind of cyclical, like some of our other birds of prey. Some years you might get tons of them. Some years you might see very few and usually if you have a, a good year one year the next year tends to be lower last year we had a really good year so um no idea yet how it's going to turn out but um they're here generally because the, of lack of prey up north so when the snow and things get uh, too heavy up there or when there's a, a shortage of lemmings which is their uh, main food source it's like a little mouse thing um, most thing. Then they kind of move south to try to to try to find food for the winter. And so this is like their Florida. They're coming here to spend the winter, and they're beautiful, beautiful birds. Huge um, snow white birds, which is where they get the name. They obviously prefer it when it's like this, when they blend in, when there's a little little bit of snow, so they can blend in. When there's no snow, they really stick out. And you know, like last winter, really we didn't have much snow until until April. So a lot of times it was pretty easy to spot them when they were out there. Um, but they're huge owls. They're the heaviest owls in North America. And heavy, it might not sound very heavy, but about three to six pounds is their uh, their weight, which doesn't really sound that heavy, for a, but for a bird it is. Because he- birds, even if they're huge sometimes, they're very light. They may not even weigh a pound because, you know, their bones are all air and, and their feathers. Um, they are Snowy owls are owls that hunt during the day, so that's why it's, uh, you see them a lot of times out in fields and on telephone poles and sitting on buildings. Um, hunting. They're actually hunting. So that's why it's a good idea. You know, everybody wants to stop and try to take pictures of them. And unfortunately, you always get those people who get out of their car and walk right up to the bird and, you know, and harass it for hours, basically. And then it's, it's losing its feeding time. So if you are, um, if you get lucky enough to find one, you know, take a few photographs and then move on and let it let it feed because that bird is there hunting. They hunt during the day and not like most owl owls that other owls that hunt at night. Um, and they catch, like I was saying before, they catch all sorts of food. They, uh, rodents are their, their uh, preferred prey, small rodents, mice, voles, uh, whatever else they can find. But I've seen them catch ducks and morning doves and pigeons wow. and starlings at, around farms. A lot of times you find them around farms uh, because of the, the high population of mice there. Um, so you see them perched on silos and on uh, just in, in farm fields. Uh, they like wide open areas. If you think of the tundra where they come from, it's wide open. There's no trees. It's a flat surface, which is why you, f- you frequently see them at beaches and break walls because it's just wide open. 
Um, so it's a great time to be out looking for snowy owls because the first ones are back. And like I said, uh, right now Sheboygan is the hot spot, and there's one uh, up in Ashwaubenon that's been seen this week too. You mentioned looking for them, but can mm-hmm. we hear them too? Do they have a? No, yeah, no, they're they're not like other owls that like hoot and that mm-hmm. you hear at night around here. They're pretty quiet. Snowy owls don't make any sound. Sometimes if you're lucky enough to be um, close enough to one, you might hear it make a little grunt or a little a little screech, especially like I've heard them when, when one snowy owl will fly into the other one or they'll kind of meet each other, which is, you know, hard to do down here when they're not up on their, their breeding grounds. Um, they're probably pretty happy when they see each other down here, but um, uh, they'll make a little sound to kind of, I don't know if they're trying to tell the other one to get away, this is my territory or, or what, but you hear them kind of do a little scream grunt kind of noise, but Generally, they're quiet. You're not going to hear them make a lot of noise. Um, so, yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, and I'll talk about after the, after the news, I'll talk about my top 10 places to see snowy owls. So if you're lucky enough to be out this weekend even because uh, the winds are really switching right now to the northwest, so that's probably going to bring some more down. I wouldn't be surprised if they find quite a few in Wisconsin tomorrow. Yeah, it's exciting. You probably maybe maybe an indicator of owls being in the area, of course, finding pellets on the ground and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Pellets are fun, and that's um that brings up something that is going on. Do I have a little time? Yeah, you do. Now? Yeah. Uh, tonight, seeing so you just speaking of pellets, it's kind of <laughs> funny that you said that. Tonight at Gordon Bubalt's Nature Preserve here in Appleton, they're doing their owl prowl and night hike. So if you want to learn about owls, um, get on over to Bubalt's tonight. It's from six to eight p.m. You're going to learn all about common owls, and what they're going to do is actually dissect owl pellets. So that's pretty cool. Um, so to, t- to kind of find out what they're eating and what they're you know, what they feed upon, learn about some common owls. And it's going to be chilly, so dress for it, but they're going to be taking a night hike to look for signs of owls and listen for signs of owls out there too. So that's tonight at Bubalt's from 6 to 8 p.m. So probably won't see any snowy owls out there. There's a little bit too much vegetation for them, but you could hear and see barred owls and screech owls and great horned owls and others. So it'll be a fun time, and you'll learn about all of those. And like I said, dissect an owl pellet. That'll be fun. I remember doing that in school yeah. and just thinking it was yeah. the coolest thing. And then going out on my mm-hmm. own. And you can find them. And trying to find them. And you can. Yeah. 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 Especially if you know you know, a certain tree, you'll see them on the ground. And I found them in my yard, so I know they're out there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. You see the little bones and you kind of pick through yeah. and find, find whatever's in there. A great learning opportunity for it your is. kids, it really. Is. Oh, yeah. Yep. And to learn, you know, how it's formed and... Um, you know, what it is, you know, that it's regurgitated. It's not like, you know, scat or, you know, it's not, (laughs) it's regurgitated up. So uh, it's the stuff that they can't process basically. So yeah, that's an amazing experience. So head on over to Boobalt's tonight um, and check out the Owl Prowl and Night Hike from 6 to 8 p.m. All right. Well, we are going to take a quick break for local news, but a reminder that the Settlers Bank phone lines are open 281-1150 or give us a call on the TDS Metrocom toll-free line 1-866-887-1150. We would love to hear from you more of Outdoors with Rob Zimmer, including Rob's top 10 list of places to see snowy owls. That's coming up next right here on WHBY. We are back at 4.35 on your Friday afternoon. Hello, I'm Haley Tenpass, and with me is Outdoors with Rob Zimmer, with Rob Zimmer himself. Hey, Rob. Hey. We do have a caller on the line. Don't a reminder. worry, be happy. Yes, don't worry, <laughs> be happy on this snowy, snowy Friday. Uh, 281-1150, the number on our Sattler's Bank phone lines. We have Cindy on the line. Hi, Cindy. 
Hello. Hello. Yes, I'm calling you from Maryland. I don't even want to hear that you're in shorts. Well, we were yesterday. Oh, you were? <laughs> okay. What you doing out there? <laughs> Seeing the anything fun? Shining. We've been doing a lot of walking and hiking and trying to. I'm trying to get to know the plants out here. And some of them are kind of difficult because I'm out of my box here. Oh, out cool. Of my Any cool birds? Um, yeah, we saw well bald eagles for one. There oh, were good. six of them soaring over the park we were at yesterday. Oh wow! And there, I was surprised to see kingfisher. Oh yeah, they're like, still here. Yep. Yeah, in are Wisconsin they still there? too. Oh yeah, yep. Oh, yep. I okay, saw kingfisher so... today at High Cliff. I was just at High Cliff. I saw kingfisher there. Oh yeah, yep. I'm jealous. We <laughs> saw the first snowfall. At yes, High Cliff you missed the snowfall. Okay, yep. well. I was just curious if the kingfisher would migrate away from here or, you know, I guess we're pretty close to the coast. so. Yeah, they, pro- they may they may stay there. It depends on if there's enough open water, like, what you know, if there's fast-moving rivers and stuff there. Yeah. Because uh, I've yeah. seen them here. A few stay here all winter long, you know, depending on where there's rushing water where they can still fish all winter long. I mean, I've seen them down by Fond du Lac all winter. Um, and. So they they may not you know they're they're a zone or two ahead of us too so it yeah they'll probably yep. stay. What part of Maryland well, are you in? Are you by the ocean? Or? We are in Ellicott City, which is pretty close to DC. Oh, cool. Yeah, and well, there's a lot of rushing water here. In fact, remember the floods here of 2000 and earlier oh, this year? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's still. It's still, yeah. Are you going to take over my eagle spot tomorrow morning? <laughs> no, I won't be able to. I'll be here. <laughs> oh, you'll be there. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I talked about that oh, earlier in the show. I her... give, uh, give you a shout and say, we're yeah. listening. I-, I told people earlier on the show that Eagle Monitoring is tomorrow. My friend Cindy's going to miss the first one. So Yeah. I don't usually miss the first one. Yeah. So Well, hopefully some of the others will call in since you won't be available. Yeah, if Carol's <laughs> listening, um, let me know if um, give yeah. me a text and let me know who might I be sitting it, in my sure. driveway and and I'd be happy to have anybody, you know. Oh, they have they refill or they refill. They um they have substitutes for you? They probably do. Oh, yeah, good. I haven't heard who it would be, but yeah, there'll be somebody in that area, I'm sure. Oh, good. Well, yeah, officially we got 2 inches of snow here, so you did. It'll okay. be gone by. Well, it'll be gone by next week. next week. Yeah, it'll probably be gone by Thursday. Okay. The next weekend's supposed to be pretty warm, so forty-five or so. So. All right. Well, have fun. Well, enjoy the snow, and I'll enjoy the weather. Bring me some lobster here. and whatever else you can find. <laughs> <laughs> uh, crab cakes. Oh crab. yes, I like crab cakes. And that death by chocolate right. you posted last night. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Share this death by here. chocolate thing. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks yep, for calling. Have fun. Enjoy. Have fun. Yep. Bye. Bye. Always fun to hear uh, what people are seeing in, in other yes, parts in of the country. Yes, in other parts of the state. Yeah. yeah. She, oh, I should have asked her more about the plants that she was seeing. She said there's a lot of cool plants. I'd like to kind of see uh, what she's finding out there in, in Maryland. That would be fun. Yeah. And so some maybe birds tomorrow that... she'll call in and tell me what plants <laughs> she has. <laughs> well, some birds, was she saying that some birds that are normally here in Wisconsin yeah. have made their way yeah. uh, so, to the east? That's six awesome. six bald eagles at one park. So wow. there's lots of bald eagles there, too. So. Yeah, and kingfishers and others, so pretty cool. I know I'd like to go to Maryland and have some lobster and wear shorts <laughs> and everything. So uh, do we have time? Or? We do, yes. Okay. I want to talk a little bit more about snowy owls. I was saying before how we need to kind of leave them alone when we see them. I mean, you can, it's okay to take pictures. Don't get too close, though. I want to read the actual official 
viewing guidelines from the Wisconsin DNR. Just go through it and just uh, kind of give people, because, you know, everybody wants to see them. Everyone wants to get as close as they can possibly get to them to get a good picture. But, you know, if you're if you're using a really good camera, you don't need to be that close to them to get a good picture. So, um, uh, so uh, the the... Guidelines say, like all birds, snowy owls deserve our care and respect when we're reviewing them. Some of them may be exhausted or emaciated from their flight south, and that's true too. A lot of these owls, they're here because they're underfed. You know, they're starving, so they may be emaciated or exhausted from traveling, and they the stress of you sitting there with them, you know, for an hour or so is, is just too much. So give them space to hunt and rest free of disturbance. So some of the general guidelines or recommendations are do not approach an owl too closely. Generally, they say about 50 to 100 yards. You are too close if the bird frequently looks at you, sits erect with open eyes, peering in your direction, or flushes or flies away from its perch. You don't want to um, flush a bird repeatedly. That that means he he's trying to get away from you, so stay away from him. And there are birders out there who will report you if, if, if they see you harassing these birds, and the DNR would, would get a call. And if they get your license plate number, you know, you, you could get a visit or, or, a, or something. So just yeah. be aware that some of the bird watchers out there are, are protective of these birds. Avoid repeated flushing. That just means, you know, if you see an owl on a telephone pole and you, you, you sit there and watch and it flies away to the next pole, don't go to the next pole and make it fly away again. You know, just let it, let it fly away once. That means he, he wants to stay away from you. So <laughs> get your picture and go. Uh, don't play audio recordings from smartphones or other devices. I see that a lot. I see people playing owl calls from their phone. Not a good idea. That's stressful for the birds. Do not feed the owls. I mean, that's a big no-no. Don't feed the owls mice or other uh, prey. Uh, that could lead to a lot of, of negative impacts. Uh, and there is, um, you know, people, again, there's photographers out there who've been um, spotted baiting owls with mice and, and other food, and that's very that's unethical. And fun. again, you, That's too bad. Yeah, don't do that. Minimize the use of flash photography, especially after dark. Well, snowy owls, you're probably not going to see after dark anyway, but there's no reason to have flash photography on during the day, and that can disrupt their patterns. Uh, view from a vehicle when at all possible. Always stay in your car. Don't get out of your car. Stay in your car. They're used to kind of they're used to the traffic, so they don't freak out if you're just sitting there in your car. It's when you get out and start walking up to them that they kind of get stressed out. So, stay in your car and view. You can get some really good pictures from your car. Um, and if you're really close, turn off the engine to avoid interfering with their. Uh, they hunt by sound a lot of times, and you could be interfering with the the sound that they're trying to use to catch uh, their prey. If it's on private property, obviously you want to get uh, permission before you uh, trespass or go onto that property, and don't block public roadways and access points. So generally, just keep your distance, take a few pictures, and move on, um, and enjoy the birds because they're they're magnificent birds. But a lot of times they are here because they're. Um, either very hungry or very weak, and they're trying to feed. So we want to minimize all the possible negative impacts on them that we can. All right, so that's snowy owls. Lots of cool places to see them. I'll talk about some of those when we come back from our next break. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Oh, I, I just wanted to change gears a little bit. Um, this week was really an amazing week out, outdoors. I mean, we had the huge storm. I think it was last Sunday. We had the huge uh, rainstorm and winds. Um, I was over in Manitowoc and, and Point Beach that day. The waves were just huge. There were 15-foot waves coming in. I have a video of it on my Facebook page. The lighthouse was just basically completely hidden under the, the splash from the waves. That was a pretty cool day. So we had those gale force winds. Then we had kind of a nice week. Uh, then it got a little colder. And then we had some snow. So it's been kind of a kind of like October, kind of a dramatic week for weather, which are always my favorite times. 
to be outside because that's when you see a lot of this stuff. So, um, and again, if you're listening, give us a call. Let us know what you're seeing. Um, I have lots of events coming up that I'll talk about this weekend. There's tons of stuff going on um, all over the area. There's going to be tons of events, especially tomorrow. We already talked about the Bubalts, Owl Prowl, and Night Hike tonight. Um, and there's lots and lots of stuff going on tomorrow and Sunday and next week that I'll talk about after the break, too. All right. We are going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more of Outdoors with Rob Zimmer right after this. You're listening to WHBY. Four forty-seven. the time. Welcome back to Focus Fox Valley. I'm Haley Tenpass, and it's time for Outdoors with Rob Zimmer. Hey, Rob, we are talking birds, talking snowy owls, yes. snowy white owls. Yes. Uh, should I do events next? Lots of events that are going on? Yeah, or we can I mention do, a couple or, events. Okay. Yeah, there's lots of stuff going on this weekend, so I want to get everybody in. I hate it when I, I miss a person or don't get to get an event in. So uh, I already talked about Bubal's Owl Prowl tonight, 6 to 8 p.m. Tomorrow. Navarino Nature Center is doing their big art fest, big nature out fest out there at Navarino Nature Center. Head on out from 9 to 3. They're going to have all sorts of uh, nature exhibits, nature art, crafts. They're going to have all sorts of fun stuff for kids. Just a fun event. There's going to be food, all sorts of great stuff at Art Fest. Uh, and so this is something they do every year out at Navarino Nature Center. So get on over there and check it out. Rib Mountain State Park is doing their monthly hike. So uh, head on over to Wausau and take a hike up the um, the, the big hills there at Rib Mountain, that's going to be fun. And every month they do a monthly hike with the naturalist at the park. So you can go around and see all the different stuff that's there. Also in Wausau, if you want to make a day of a Wausau trip, they're do- Willow Springs Gardens in Wausau is doing their dryland sled dog racing tomorrow. So that's going to be fun. That's actually tomorrow and Sunday. The 10th and 11th, starting at 9 o'clock at Willow Springs Gardens. Uh, so dog, mars- dog mushers from around the country are going to be going there and competing in, um, well, originally it was supposed to be fall dog sled races, but now they actually have some snow. So who knows uh, what they're going to do? Maybe they're going to be in actual sleds, but they were going to do it on, on bikes and wagons and things like that. So dog mushers competing at the Dryland Sled Dog Race at Willow Springs Gardens in Wausau tomorrow and Sunday. Um at Heckrod tomorrow, they're doing a, a mile hike for, for kids and families, learning about all sorts of wildlife and, and ferns and other items. They're calling it Bear Fur, Feather, and Ferns. I'll say that 10 times fast. <laughs> that is quite a tricky one. Bear Fur, Feathers, and Ferns. It's their clinic at Heckrod Wetland Reserve tomorrow from 1 to 3. You're going to learn all about all different um, types of, of wildlife, whether something's endangered or uh, threatened, um, and again, or extinct even, and then take a hike and look for signs of wildlife there at the uh, garden center also coming up tomorrow night at the prairie uh, uw fond du lac's prairie theater prairie amphitheater kind of a really cool event they're doing an evening of music and nature so um uh, they're celebrating the music of john denver and if you remember john denver we should play some john denver all of his nature themed songs you know like rocky mountain high and um all the other ones he's saying, country roads. Uh, so they're going to have kind of a, a, a celebration of that. And there's also going to be all sorts of nature events going on there. And tomorrow, this is tomorrow night, so from 5 to probably 9 or 10 p.m. 
They're going to have educational birds of prey. They're probably going to have a bald eagle, like we were talking about before, some other birds of prey from Marsh Haven Nature Center at Horicon. Uh, they're going to be have craft, crafts there tomorrow night, too. You can make a milkweed seed ball. Oh, cool. Yeah. Get perennial seeds, uh, native plant perennial seeds to, have, to start a pollinator garden. You're going to find all sorts of information on um, constructing nest boxes for all sorts of birds, whether it's bluebirds or wood ducks or owls, whatever. So that's all tomorrow night from 5 o'clock until 9 or 10 at the Prairie Amphitheater at UW Fond du Lac. So an evening of music and nature. That sounds like a really cool event. Uh, also tomorrow... Catamaran State Forest and the northern unit near, near Fond du Lac, the Ice Age Visitor Center, they're doing uh, Become a Nature Detective program. So for kids and families ages 6 to 12, uh, you're going to examine a- animal evidence in various kind of nature uh, crime scenes, uh, in quotes, little um, scenarios, and the kids are going to kind of try to figure out what happened there. You know, they're going to look at tracks and look at feathers and look at things to try to figure out what happened. So that's going to be a cool event. Uh, on the 11th, that's Sunday, uh, Veterans Day at the New Zoo. So free admission for uh, veterans and active duty military personnel at the New Zoo on Sunday. That's pretty cool. Um, I missed one on the 10th uh, tomorrow. Richard Bong State Recreation Area is actually going to be searching for short-eared owls, which are really cool birds. We talked about snowy owls before. Short-eared owls are often seen during daylight also, and they're kind of Kind of similar to a, a snowy owl, but they're gray and brown in color, and they have big beady eyes, which is really cool. Uh, and they're going to be looking for those at Richard Bong State Recreation Area, uh, area tomorrow. On the 12th, so that's, uh, is that Tuesday, Monday night? The 12th I don't would, calendar. Yep. would be, they're gonna be <laughs> drum roll please, the 12th is Monday. Please. Monday night. So <laughs> Monday night at Green Bay Botanical Garden, they're doing their introduction to smartphone photography. If you've ever wanted to learn how to take better pictures with your cell phone, head on over to Green Bay Botanical Garden. Uh, Monday night from 5.30 to 7.30. Give the garden a call to see if uh, registration is still open for that. But that's introduction to cell phone or smartphone photography on the 12th at Green Bay Botanical Garden, and I'm out of breath. <laughs> so <laughs> You've li- You listed a lot of events lot. there, though, so yeah, yeah. very exciting. And it's like that every weekend. If you listen to the show regularly, every weekend we have tons and tons and tons of events to go over like that, so there's never an excuse to be inside on the weekend. Well, we have about four minutes left, Rob. Would oh you like gosh, to quick? It. Would you quick like to oh. d- share your top ten list? Yes, top ten. What we're doing is top ten places to see snowy owls in the area, so... Uh, get people out looking this weekend with the fresh snow and the northwest winds coming in tonight. There's probably going to be a lot more snow, snowy owls moving in this weekend. So here are some of the best places to go looking for them. Uh, number 10, uh, this is kind of cheating because if you go here, you're going to see one in a cage or two in a cage. But if you really want to see one in person, go to the Baby Wildlife Sanctuary in Green Bay. They have a couple of them up there um, in the wildlife sanctuary. Wildlife sanctuary area where that where you feed the geese and the ducks uh, in the the bird of prey cages. There they have the snowy owls. They also have bald eagles and all the other hawks and turkey vultures and everything you'll find here. So, but they do have snowy owls there if you really wanted to see one. And number nine, Brilliant Wildlife Area, just west or just east of Appleton. I've seen many many snowy owls at Brilliant Wildlife Area, especially if you just drive the back roads around the marsh. You know, from the nature center around the east side and the west side, drive some of those back roads. Um, Chances are, again, look at the ground, look in the, on top of telephone poles and stuff, uh, and you could see one out there. Number eight, just south of Brilliant, is Killsnake Wildlife Area near, near Chilton. That's a wide-open grassland. You remember I was saying that snowy owls like wide-open grasslands and farmland. Well, Killsnake Wildlife Area is technically a grassland, and um, 
they can frequently be spotted there, again, driving the back roads through the wildlife area um, and around the edges of it. Number seven, a really popular place to look for snowy owls is up at the Oconto Marsh Wildlife Area and the marina there. Um, snowy owls are often seen up there at the marsh on the dikes. Again, it's a wide open area, lots of cattails, um, and the snowy owls hang out on those dikes and on the break wall uh, looking for mice and voles and things. Number six, another really great place I've seen many snowy owls here is in the Manitowoc Marina by the lighthouse there. Um, just walk out there on the on the break wall. It's going to be a little windy and chilly, but it's worth it to see a snowy owl out there. Uh, they're not going to usually be uh, in nice warm places because they're tundra birds. But walk out on the on the break wall at the Manitowoc Marina and check out all the open areas. Sometimes they're sitting right on the rocks along the shore. Sometimes they're kind of in the vegetation, uh, but that's a very popular place to see them. That's where the one in Sheboygan is actually in, on the break wall. Uh, number five, over by Stevens Point, the Buena Vista grasslands. Again, a wide open grassland. Lots of snowy owls are found there throughout the winter, often several uh, different birds on the same day. So you can see, you know, up to half a dozen snowy owls on one day. Number four, I just talked about that, Sheboygan Marina. That's where the bird has been hanging out the last uh, week or so, right there on the marina with an easy sight. You know, you walk out there on the break wall, catch a good picture or a good look at that bird. Uh, I remember last year at this time, there were like three or four there at the same time, and people had pictures of three snowy owls in the air at the same time at the Sheboygan Marina. So hopefully his friends will be back too. Uh, number three, Horicon Marsh. Horicon Marsh, again, I think I saw, I think it was my first snowy owl ever I saw at Horicon Marsh, sitting on top of the, if you're familiar with Horicon Marsh, uh, along Highway 49. Uh, that's where I saw my first one sitting on top of the, the pump house there uh, along the... Um, the road there. You also see them on the east side of the marsh where the big slope goes up. A lot of times you can find them in the farm fields over there. My number two top 10 place, number two place to see snowy owls is Terrell's Island over near Amro, between Oshkosh and Amro. Another great place. It's a break wall, uh, um, uh, you know, a riprap um, trail that goes out three miles over the water. So you can hike that out there. And a lot of times you see them on that break wall again, sitting there looking for mice and voles uh, to feed on. And the number one place to see snowy owls in our area are the back roads around Freedom, especially east of Freedom. That's the most popular place. You see that all the time on, on Facebook, and you hear a lot of see that on the news a lot of times. The Freedom area, Outagamie County, uh, northeast Outagamie County, Freedom, Oneida, is a really um, popular spot for wintering snowy owls. So check them out in that area. And just, again, there's no specific location. Just drive around the back roads, look at silos, look at telephone poles, look on the ground, and hopefully you will see one. All right. Well, great show this afternoon, Rob. Yes. Lots of bird talk. Yes. Love it. Hopefully uh, people can get some more Rob tomorrow morning starting at 7. Sure. I'll be here. All right. Thanks, Rob. Have a good night. You too. We are going to take a quick break here, but we will be back with more of Focus Fox Valley right after this. You're listening to WHBY. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.